Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast coming to you from the Macedon Rangers. Very cool and overcast, but not a breath of wind at Macedon Rangers on this Monday, the 9th of October, 2023. Um, some say that we're in spring. I happen to think that potentially we're still in winter based on how cold it was this morning, but uh, a beautiful day to be walking. Uh, not a breath of wind. Uh, Millie loved the walk this morning. But I've got to say, even coming home, we walk 7Ks most days. Uh, it was actually quite cold actually returning home, which uh, which says something about how cold it actually was because uh, after 7 kilometers, normally you'd think your body temperature would warm up, but uh, not today. It was chilly right to the bone. So wherever you happen to be in this world, trust you've had a fantastic weekend. Trust you've had some time to reflect, rejuvenate, re-energize and get ready to reload for this particular week. Hope the week is going to be a big one for you and your sales teams, taking advantage of all those opportunities that are in front of you or at least planting seeds so that those seeds can in time create some harvest that uh, will lead to great results. So if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast as we normally do at the start of the week, uh, just a reminder, if you haven't yet subscribed, please press the follow button on the Apple platform. I think it might be also follow on some of the other platforms as well. I'm not quite sure, but whatever way that you can uh, notify that particular platform that you'd be interested in downloading or following this podcast, it makes it easy for me to then let you know when new episodes are ready to be listened to, to be digested, to be downloaded, and most most importantly, to be implemented because we are on a mission to help as many sales leaders across the world become exceptional at what they do. Uh, resulting in those results being not only exceptional but sustainable but also replicable and in the process hopefully identify some people within your teams who can take the mantle over from you because I often talk to leaders about the fact that your true role as a leader is not only just to notify not well you got to notify eventually but understand and identify potential leaders but ultimately it is to make your role redundant so that uh, your team is in very very good 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 hands in good shape that will continue to deliver those extraordinary results long after you have left to greener pastures. So um, hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. If you're a brand new listener, thank you for finding the podcast. Hopefully there's something in this particular episode today that will be enough for you to come back and listen to the next episode, but also maybe check out some of the back catalogue. There's lots of fantastic interviews, but also a lot of uh, episodes where I'm talking about all things sales and sales leadership. And of course, if you are a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your patronage. Uh, I greatly appreciate you linking in. I also greatly appreciate the feedback I get on a regular basis because it's uh, it, it enables me to keep doing what I'm doing. And uh, we're all moving forward and we're all on the search for becoming exceptional at what we do. So with that said, let's get into today's podcast. And I put a post on LinkedIn last night and the title of that post was Remove Yourself from the Outcome. And one of the interesting things, particularly in sales, the vast majority of sales leaders, the vast majority of senior leaders measure the sales team based on numbers. Now, yes, you might be sitting there thinking that is very, very logical. And if you're in a sales organization, why wouldn't you be measuring numbers? And I fully agree with you. 
Um, however, I'm going to talk about from a different perspective here and what exceptional sales leaders do that enables them to drive exceptional performance without the relentless and uncompromising focus on the number at all costs. So what I have noticed, and I've, I've been privy to this, I've been guilty of this, but also I've worked with organizations and helped them maybe take a different slant and a different approach to managing and leading their teams. We can actually get much better results and more sustainable results and more long-term results if we do something slightly different, which I'll talk about in particular in, the, in this particular episode. But in the sales game, if you think about just as a, as a foundation, the vast majority of sales leaders, the vast majority of senior leaders, the vast majority of finance people within the organization will measure success by the numbers. So you either hit the sales target or you don't. And sales leaders can therefore be very, very laser focused on the scoreboard and they lead according to what the numbers are saying, but it doesn't always tell the full story. Now, one of the bugbears that I've got, and I've been talking about this for years, uh, back in the day when I was running sales teams, the closer we got to the end of the month or the end of the quarter, and in particular, the end of the financial year, the more the forensic investigation was on the actual number, and we would be having cadence number, uh, cadence meetings, which is basically a forecasting meeting, and the expectation was that as sales leaders, we would need to be committing to certain deals. And the expectation, once that commit was done, it was locked in, it would not be going backwards. So these cadence reviews ended up being, it started off as being monthly, then it went to fortnightly, then it became weekly. And the closer you got to the end of the month, the quarter, or the financial year, they again end up being daily. And I had meetings where we would be having morning and late afternoon cadence more, uh, meetings because the senior executives were hoping and praying and expecting that the numbers from the morning would change and all of a sudden the magic wand would be waved and the numbers would materialize in the afternoon. Now, that is ridiculous, very rarely happens. Um, and looking back, it didn't really happen uh, because the numbers that were the numbers really didn't change because the work we we're doing two to three months out, that would ultimately dictate what the numbers were going to be in two to three months' time. So we talk all the time about quarters, a quarter, a quarterly um, cycle. So what we're doing at the front end of this quarter will typically pay dividends at the back end of this quarter or early next quarter. It's not going to happen in terms of you identify an opportunity today and it closes tomorrow. Even in highly transactional sales, there's still going to be some form of sales cycle and there needs to be some sort of buying cycle as well. So for leaders to have a relentless focus on the numbers doesn't necessarily tell the full story. Now, we all know that in sales, it is a numbers game, and yes, that is true. But interestingly, sales leaders who focus entirely on the numbers tend to lead teams that achieve their outcomes within plus or minus 5 or 10% of the sales target. And I've seen this time and time again. When a sales target is set, vast majority of sales teams and vast majority of individuals within those teams tend to get close to the target and they don't necessarily blow the target out of the water, but they'll be within, the, within that 5 to 10% range of that particular target. And therefore, each conversation and each review they have is based on the year-to-date or the month-to-date position against that particular target. Now, some of the sales teams that I've been coaching over the last couple of years, we've actually started to reframe what the target is, and we've started to see the target as almost a limit. Now, if you're a sales leader sitting there, you understand that the sales targets do not go down year on year. They will always increase. It is very, very rare for a sales target to go backwards year on year because the presupposition there is we're always moving forward. We always need to grow. 
we always need to get better. So the sales target is not necessarily going to be going backwards. But what tends to happen with those targets, they almost become like a limit. Um, and most people psychologically, if they get close to the target, they tend to even unconsciously take their foot off the pedal and ease into the end of the year or the end of the quarter, knowing that they'll land at around about 5 or 10% of that particular target. Working with some sales teams over the last couple of years, we started to reframe and started to think about, well, that particular target that is being given to you is just a stepping stone. So how do we actually take that target and add 50%, 100%, 200% to it, whatever the situation happens to be and how, I guess, ambitious the individual is? Because what that does is starts to set a completely different number, which requires a different set of behaviors and a different set of thinking in order to get close to that particular target. So one of the key things that I've, I'm, I'm starting to work more and more with sales leaders around is to remove themselves from the pressure of having to get the perfect outcome, but to reframe things so that they can set a bigger outcome for themselves, which when they do that, there's a much higher probability that they'll be able to meet and in many cases over overachieve their existing company-issued target if they give themselves a bigger target. Now, each conversation that sales leaders have in the old world tends to be around where are you at the moment based on your year-to-date number or your month-to-date number. And every conversation that's all the, and all the coaching is done around, okay, what is the gap close strategy here? Exceptional sales leaders, first and foremost, are fully aware of what success looks like and they know what the target is. But as I've already alluded to, they don't accept the target as, I guess, the, the, the ultimate goal. They set their own target because they're all about overachieving. However, what they do is they lead in a completely different way. So instead of the conversation being about the month-to-date or the year-to-date position, they have the ability to remove themselves from that particular outcome and instead focus their attention on fundamental behaviors and progress against what those behaviors are going to be. So first and foremost, I'll set a bigger target for themselves. And that's, again, not something they're going to be focused on every single day, but they'll set a really big, hairy, audacious goal for themselves and also a big challenge for their team. And then they'll start thinking about, okay, if we were to achieve that particular number, who would we need to become and what are some of the things we would need to put in place and what are some of the things we would need to stop doing in order to give ourselves the opportunity of getting close to that number. So they start to put in place a game plan and they start to identify what are the uh, what are the behaviors, what are the principles and what are the attributes that we need to put in place in order to make progress towards that particular target because the understanding is that if they get close to that particular hairy audacious goal they've, they've, um, they've set for themselves and they measure progress against that, then chances are, with a pretty high degree of certainty, they will blow their existing company-issued target out of the water. So the other key thing they do, as well as this, is they focus their attention on more of the quality of behaviors they need to have rather than just the sheer quantity of actions. And I've seen many sales leaders particularly when it comes to close to the end of the financial year, end of the quarter, end of the month, start to focus on, well, you need to make more phone calls. You need to make have go to attend to more meetings. You need to make more demonstrations. It's all focused on the number of actions. You need to make more phone calls. You need to connect with more pr- prospects. Uh, exceptional sales leaders focus on the quality behaviors rather than the sheer quantity. Yes, there needs to be a certain number of connections in order to uh, develop a certain level of interest. Yes, there has to be a certain number of presentations that you do, pitches that you do in order to give yourself an opportunity of converting those if you know your conversion rates and if you're doing your work well. 
but they're not necessarily so focused on the quantity of the actions. They're, they're focused on what are the crystal clear qualitative uh, behaviors and principles they can put in place. So they're very, very crystal clear on this. So what are the specific actions which will move the customer relationships forward? And they provide clear, specific, and constructive feedback on these actions. And this is the big difference between the exceptional sales leader and everybody else. The exceptional sales leader is looking for every opportunity where they can provide constructive feedback, not to criticize, but to keep people on track, to keep people motivated and keep people inspired to move forward because they're focused on the qualitative actions, not simply the volume of actions. And they know that mastering the key identified behaviors will create the opportunity for the numbers to be taken care of. And this is what I'm talking about all the time. You hear more and more exceptional, I guess, business leaders, but also taking it from the sporting analogy as well. A lot more of the AFL coaches, the elite coaches, are now talking more about the, the behaviors they're looking for, not necessarily the scoreboard. Um, even though you'll, I mean, the ultimate prize is the grand final and the premiership at the end of the year, but most of the uh, most of the clubs, if they look back on this year, they will have set some specific benchmarks for themselves, and it's not necessarily to win the premiership. There'll be only a certain number of clubs that would be, you know, in all reality, in the premiership window. Uh, but not eight, not all eighteen clubs are going to have an equal opportunity of winning the premiership in twenty twenty four. So there'll be some clubs that'll be setting metrics around what are the benchmarks we need to hit. And they'll start to provide feedback based on progress against those benchmarks. Now, what will happen is that compounds over time. And guess what? The ultimate prize at some point, if they keep doing the fundamentals right, because they've thought about these qualitative actions, they will end up giving themselves an opportunity to play off for the grand final or the premiership cup because they know that mastering those key identified behaviors will create that opportunity. And I I keep talking about this with sales teams all the time, that if you do the fundamentals really, really well, and it, the key thing is understanding and identifying what those fundamentals are for your particular product, for your particular industry, and your particular segment, then what should happen is the numbers should take care of themselves as long as you are consistent and relentless in the pursuit of excellence around those particular behaviors. And if you have a sales leader who is also relentless and uncompromising when it comes to feedback to making sure you're making progress against those metrics and against those behaviors. So as a sales leader, question is, as we begin the brand new week, uh, where are you focusing your attention right now? Are you one of those sales leaders who are wholly and solely focused on the numbers and the current achievement levels against the numbers? Or have you been able to remove yourself from the pressure of the outcome, allowing your team to build capabilities around the behaviors and the actions that will drive the results? Now, this might sound counterintuitive because you might be working in an environment right now which is very, very numbers focused and you might feel either implied pressure or in some cases, you might feel some direct pressure to hit the number. Um, Don't be overawed by that. Uh, Maintain your, I guess, uh, focus on what are the core fundamental behaviors and principles that will lead you in the right direction that enables you to make progress in order to give yourself the opportunity, your team, the opportunity of hitting those numbers. So that's the challenge for this week. Remove yourself from the outcome. Yes, you know what the target's gonna be because it's always gonna be there. That's never gonna change. But notice what happens when you take your focus off the outcome and off that number at all costs and start focusing instead your attention on making progress, making progress against the fundamentals that you've set down and giving feedback on those. You may actually be surprised 
not only in terms of what happens to the psychology of your team, but also your engagement of the team, but also you may be surprised at what results you start to deliver. So that is the message for the first day of the working week. I trust that message helps and I trust that message finds you in the right time just to hear that particular message. So that is the challenge for this week. Remove yourself from the outcome and start focusing more on the qualitative measurements. There you might be surprised at what actually happens to your team. So quick reminder, if you'd like some help with any of this, if you'd like a mentor, a coach to help you fast track your sales leadership development or and or you need some help with your sales team, they're not quite hitting their straps yet and you know there's more potential to extract from them, but you're just not quite sure how to extract that. I'd love to have a conversation about how I may be able to help you, but also help your team. So when you're ready, go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you are at, where your team is at, and also map out a plan into what the next 30, 60, 90 days may look like, what you're looking to achieve for the rest of this particular year and into 2024. Let's put a plan together and start executing that plan ASAP. So very much look forward to that conversation. Thanks once again for plugging into the podcast. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.